I am your host, but it doesn't matter what my name is. This is it. This is it, guys. The inaugural episode of the Weekly Wrestling Recap. I'm sick, but who gives a shit? Let's do it. I thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you share it with your other wrestling buddies. Uh, I hope you have a good time. So, so much happened at day one last night. But before we get too far into it, I want to give everyone a very, very brief background uh, on my on me, my wrestling fandom, kind of why I'm here, and what the show is going to kind of look like every week, all right? Uh, I'll keep it super brief, and we will get into what happened last night, I promise. So, I grew up in a little small town, northwest Tennessee. Uh, me and my friends would go to the local video store and rent all the WWF wrestling videotapes, if that gives you any indication of how old I am. Uh, you know, uh, we were watching Raw and Nitro during the Monday Night War era. Um, I had an NWO birthday cake for my 12th birthday. I had a Macho King wrestling buddy. He's still, I've got him right here on the shelf right next to me, actually. The same one I had when I was a kid. Me and my cousin would wrestle him, and I'd, we'd have my dad film film our match and do commentary on it. I was a big fan, okay, growing up. But like a lot of people around my age, when we got into high school, you know, we kind of stopped watching wrestling. The Attitude Era was over. We were getting older and kind of focusing on other things. So um, I kind of stopped being a fan at that point. Uh, When I was in college, I had some friends that worked at a bar, and they would all throw in and get pay-per-views from from time to time. And we'd, you know, I'd join them and maybe, you know, watch WrestleMania or SummerSlam, something like that. Not watching on any sort of regular basis, definitely not watching weekly but watching some big pay-per-views every now and again to be aware somewhat of what WWE was doing. And then cut to about a year and a half ago, my wife and my daughter and myself, we moved from Nashville to Memphis, home of Jerry the King Lawler, who I've actually run into a couple times. He's around town. Um, but we we moved here, and I had some friends here who they grew up watching wrestling, so um, we, we kind of started talking about wrestling. We, and I started watching old episodes of raw on pay-per-view, uh, or, or excuse me, raw and pay-per-view, uh, on Peacock. And we were all like, you know what, let's get together and watch SummerSlam. It would be fun. And it was the one, it was in Nashville and I had just moved to Memphis from Nashville. So that sucked. Cause I didn't get to go in person, but we started watching. Uh, I loved it. After that, I started watching raw and SmackDown every week. And all the pay-per-views, I refuse to call them PLEs, by the way. They're they're pay-per-views to me. Um, But I got hooked, again, like when I was a kid. It's been so much to watch, so much fun to watch, so much fun to be a part of. My other friends will get with me every now and again and watch some of the bigger pay-per-views. But really, it's just me watching. And so I was like, you know what? I want some people to talk to about this. I'm going to start a podcast. Uh, And so that's what this is. Every week we're going to get together. Uh, and I'm going to recap what happened in wrestling uh, that week. I pretty much only watch WWE, uh, so we won't be talking about AEW or anything like that. I don't really watch NXT. Um, I don't know. Maybe I should. You tell me. Uh, I, I think I've seen it every now and again. There's a couple of people that have caught my eye, but I'm like, I don't know. Um, I don't know. You tell me. Should I watch it? But anyway, on the show... Um, Every week, I think how we're going to do it is, since SmackDown is on Friday and Raw is on Monday, I'm going to drop an episode on Tuesday. So Tuesday morning, I'm going to recap what happened Friday night on SmackDown, and I'm going to recap what happened on Raw the night before. And if there is a pay-per-view 
you know, that will kind of wrap into it. So if there's a pay-per-view that weekend, I'll do SmackDown from Friday. I'll do the pay-per-view on Saturday. And then what happened on Monday on Raw. And that'll all come out on Tuesday. So I think that's how I'm going to do it. Um, So that's it. Let's tarry no further. Let's get into this first episode. Monday Night Raw last night, day one, San Diego, California, from the Pachanga Arena. This autumn, first, Michael Cole and Wade Bear are announcing over the loudspeaker in the arena, like just in the middle of the ring, uh, instead of behind the desk. That seemed kind of weird. I don't know. Uh, obviously, there was a big rumor going around Twitter and everything about a former WWE champion that's not currently on the roster coming back tonight. Uh, we, I'm sure we all know by now who that is, and we will get to that. Uh, but first, let's get to the first match. Becky Lynch versus Nia Jax. Uh, Becky comes out. She's being the superstar that she is. I'm not a big Nia Jax fan. Um, she, to me, she's not stellar in the ring, but she's got a big presence and uh, has the ability to be a good heel. Uh, but Becky is always just great, and you know that's why she's one of the the, the faces of this business. Um, the, the match is going. Nia takes a, a, a nice bump off the ropes. Um, during the commercial, which was picture in picture, by the way, I, this, you're going to hear this a lot from me. I'm loving this picture in picture. The alternative is they just go to commercial and we see nothing. I see some people complaining on Twitter and stuff or X, I guess saying like, Oh, this picture in picture, would you rather just see nothing? I don't know. I, I mean, I would rather have the picture in picture. So, um, uh, eventually they end up on the floor. Nia goes to punch Becky. She moves and hits the ring post. Uh, you know, you could kind of see that coming. They didn't really get back to that. Like, remember when Gunther a couple of weeks ago, he was trying to chop Miz and he hit his hand on the ring post and then Miz just went after his hand and went after his hand and went after his hand. They didn't really do that. She punched the ring post and then that was just sort of it. Um, and then Nia goes for this cannonball on the floor and it looked like she snapped her damn neck. Uh, but I guess she was all right. Um, Becky hits her with a leg drop, two count, tries to do, put disarmor. Uh, she reverses it to pin Becky, and then Becky reverses it again to an arm bar, uh, and then to a sit-down powerbomb by Nia, uh, gets a two count. Eventually, Nia Samoan drops her from the second rope, um, gets a two count on that. Um, and then Nia was laid over the second rope, and Becky was coming off the top rope, to do a leg drop and Nia catches her with an uppercut and Becky sells it really, really well. Um, so much <laughs> that you get, when they show the replay, Nia catches her with this uppercut, but you could already, I, I'm pretty sure you could already see that, that Becky was already bleeding. So I don't think she really, maybe she caught her. I don't know, but I, it looked like to me, she was already bleeding, but when Nia hit her, that was the first time she had seen Becky's face because Nia had been laying over the rope. So she catches her with this uppercut and she sees it and you can see Nia in reality go, she said, oh fuck, when she sees that she caught caught Becky when she was bleeding. Um, So, (laughs) you know, it's, uh, I don't know if she really caught her. It seemed like Nia really thought she did. Um, who knows? Uh, but anyway, she gets the annihilator. 
Uh, and that's it for Becky. She she gets her one, two, three sitting on her chest. So that was the end of that match. We'll see what's going on. I don't know if they're going to, you know, do do rematches. What are they going to do with them? I don't know. Again, I'm not a huge Nia fan. Maybe they're trying to set Nia up for uh, with Rhea, maybe. You know, I don't know, because she's now she's taking down Becky. So where does she go from there? Um, we'll see. Uh, we moving on to God, this American nightmare before Christmas. They showed this piece of shit again. <laughs> Look, I'm a big Cody fan. I am not a fan of Shinsuke. Okay. For, for whatever reason, I'm just not, I know a lot of people are, that's fine. But being a big Cody fan and not being a Shinsuke fan, this is pretty much the worst, the worst storyline that I can imagine. He reads that poem again and it's so bad like when i when he read it a couple of weeks ago at first i was like well you know he didn't write it so i can't really be mad at him but now it's so bad i'm like i don't know maybe he did it seems like someone who doesn't have a firm grasp on the english language wrote this so maybe he did i don't know but cody's whole thing is i need to finish my story he comes back from this injury. He wins Royal Rumble. He beats Brock two out of three times. All of these things. And then Shinsuke, that's that's where you're going? That's not an upward trajectory. I I don't get it. I, I don't know why they've decided that this is the storyline they need to go with. I mean, he's got to fight somebody, I guess. But this has been going on and on and on. Anyway, Cody comes out. Uh, of course, gets a huge pop. Welcomes everybody to uh, to day one, and he says that the American Nightmare Before Christmas was unsophisticated. Agreed, um, but he says he's stuck on this whole thing because uh, with Shinsuke should be sh- should be over. I, I just like it seems like Cody's saying, "Hey, I don't get this." I don't understand why this is happening. He seems like he doesn't get it either. I mean, he's doing his best to sell it and make the people care about it. But I just want it to be done. I think he wants it to be done. He extends a challenge to Shinsuke saying, this needs to end now. It needs to end tonight. Um, and then we see this video package and he's like, we'll, we'll finish it next week on Raw. Why? Just do it tonight. Get it over with. I... Not a fan. All right, next match: Kofi Kingston, Jay Uso versus Imperium, Giovanni Vinci, and Kaiser. I love Imperium, and I went into this saying they have to win this. I can't remember the last time they won. So if they don't, if they don't win this, then I don't really see the point of Imperium. It's this really strong faction or supposed to be with the longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time. And they've just been losing and losing. And if Kofi and Jay can come in here with no real history of wrestling together, like a new tag, you know, they're not going to be a tag team. This is just kind of a one-off or it seems that way, but if they can just come in with no real, cohesiveness and come in and beat this team of Vinci and Kaiser who's been wrestling together for a long time, then 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 they're then what's the point? Then they're no good. So I don't know. What does that say about them if they get beat? So obviously this match did not end how um 
I think they they had it marked out. Um, then she hits Kofi with a super hard crossbody. He is great at that. Um, Kaiser comes in. He's such a prick. I, I love him. I mean that in the best way possible. Um, he's got this whole thing where he's just this, you know, European douchebag kind of thing, and, and he's better than everybody. I I love it. I think he's great. Um, we go to commercial again, picture in picture again. Um, you know, at least we get to see what's going on. Um, there is uh, uh, eventually kind of catapults Kofi as he's under the uh, under the ropes and, you know, kind of, catches his neck on the ropes, but then Vinci goes for uh, a crossbody from the second rope and Kofi hits him with the drop kick and he really catches him. So they, they're showing it again and, you know, Vinci gets, gets clocked and they're showing Jay up close and he visibly, he says, Oh shit. Or he says something, but he is looking like, Oh shit. He really caught him. Um, the ref goes over to him and, and then puts up the X's. The doctor, you know, comes in and, and they call the match. Um, you know, they say that that, that Jay and, and Kofi win because they, they had to stop the match. I mean, obviously, if he's truly hurt, it looks like he probably has a concussion or something. I think I saw on Twitter later that he was like, you know, hey, I'm good. Um, but that's great. You know, they, they, they've got to protect him, so so that's good. We can only assume what the outcome would have been. Um you know, maybe we'll get a rematch. Maybe this kind of adds another layer to what's going on. Kofi will come out and say, hey, you know, I laid you out, you know, blah, blah, blah all this stuff. You know, I don't know. It seemed more like a filler match because, again, Kofi and Jay aren't tag team partners. They're just kind of two guys that uh, don't have, you know, because Kofi, his partners are out right now. Jay is kind of just doing his own thing. He's used to being a tag team. And it just seemed like kind of just something they threw together. Um, but we'll see. You know, maybe something will come up. Obviously, hope everything is okay with uh, Vinci. Ms. TV. Uh, he calls for the Judgment Day to come out. They've been saying all episode Judgment Day is going to come out. They're going to be on Ms. TV. The music hits, Judgment Day music hits, and R-Truth comes out. Uh, R-Truth is, like I said, there was a, an extended amount of time where I was not watching wrestling um, and our truth was one of those guys that was, uh, popular when, when I was not watching again, I would watch some of the pay-per-views every now and again. So I've seen our truth. I'm aware of him, but I don't think I realized how funny he was. I mean, I'm a, maybe he was, if he was not always like this, tell me, I don't know, but he's funny now. If, if he was not always that kind of character, then, then this is great. I think they're doing a good job. Um, but Miz starts interviewing him, and then JD and Dom come out, and R Truth says, JD, you're not in Judgment Day. You lost. You know, loser leaves Judgment Day match. Uh, then Dom tries to speak, and obviously he can't. Those were the loudest boos, maybe ever, that he's gotten in his own hometown. I mean, he has so much heat. It's, it's great. Um, he and Miz start kind of trading insults back and forth and they decide to do a tag team match between JD Dom and R-Truth and Miz. And again, I think, (coughs) excuse me guys. I told you I was sick. Sorry. Um, we're doing it anyway. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Uh, so, um, R-Truth and Miz, he says, awesome truth. I guess that was again, a thing I would, when I was not watching, I guess that was a thing. Uh, but truth does this thing where he he's he thinks he's 
tagging with Miz for Judgment Day, like he's undercover <laughs> for Judgment Day or something. Um, he's really funny. Uh, I'm really enjoying him. So we come back for commercial, and the match has already started. They <laughs> they didn't waste any time. They went to an actual commercial and then came back, and, and they're already moving on. Truth can move, okay? He's 51 years old. I looked it up. He's five years older than John Cena. He can move, man. I can't believe it. Um, we are back for, for long before we go to another great break, but, but at least then we get um, picture in picture. I really hope this is a standard thing moving forward. Having these long commercials in the middle of every match is really annoying. Um, and they do it multiple times a match. So hopefully this thing, I get it. It's probably better for, um, for advertisers. You know, they, they won't fast. F- I don't, when I watch it, I usually start watching like 30 minutes after it starts. So like my time, like seven 30 so that I can fast forward through the commercials and stuff. But if they're going to do picture in picture, I won't fast forward through the commercials. So we come back and Truth is in the Judgment Day corner. So he's been tagged out, but he is in the Judgment Day corner. Um, you know, he keeps saying that he's in Judgment Day. Uh, so they grab, you know, he grabs, you know, they grab Miz and they're like, okay, if you're in Judgment Day, then then hit Miz. Do, be in the Judgment Day and hit Miz. And he hits him with the, uh, uh, with the uh, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, I'm sorry, I love you. And he rears back and goes to hit Miz, but... Uh, Miz moves and hits JD. Miz gets a skull crushing finale on JD and wins. JD and Dom go back up the ramp after their loss, and they're looking back at Truth, yelling at him, and he's winking at him like really over the top, like, "Hey, good guy, j- good job, guys. It was all part of the plan." Uh, I'm really enjoying it. All right, next match was Ivy Nile versus Rhea Ripley for the Women's World Championship. Okay, initially, here's my issue with this match, and it's the same issue I have with the Creed Brothers, which I'm not going to get totally into today. Believe me, I will, and you will know my position on the Creed Brothers uh, the next time they have a match, which I'm sure will be next week. Um, I could talk about uh, for an hour probably just about my issues with them. But it's kind of the same thing with her. Why does she have a match for the world for the women world's championship already? She's been here for two seconds. Has she even had a singles match in WWE before? I don't remember her having one. She's been in the ring for like when some fights have broken out, and maybe she. I think maybe she had a tag team. Now that I'm thinking about, but I don't think she's had a singles match. Why is this happening? Who is she? I know she's at NXT, but again, I don't watch NXT. And I think a lot of people don't watch NXT, and I think they have to realize that. Why is she coming in and seemingly her first match is for the Women's World Championship? Why is this happening? Why is she getting a title shot immediately? That was my, you know, immediately my my first response. We'll get to it. I, I think she did a pretty good job, but still seems like, some other people should have some chances before. Um, so let's get to the match. Rhea is the best in the women's division, hands down. Raw, SmackDown, whatever. There is no one better than she is. She's huge. She's great in the ring. She's got a great look. And she sells so well. 
The match starts. Nile is looking a little green for the first few minutes. There's a couple little little botches there. Not very smooth, but Rhea's making it work. Um, Rhea, when we're at picture in picture, which we wouldn't have seen this without, Rhea gets uh, Ivy up on her shoulders and slams her into the apron. And then they switch the camera angle to show Ivy. And she's folded up like a goddamn accordion. Um, it was pretty great. Uh, we come back uh, from from picture in picture. Uh, Ivy and Rhea are uh, on the floor. She gets Ivy up on her shoulders again, but Ivy slips up and suplexes Rhea. And I don't know, maybe Rhea didn't realize that they were back from commercial yet, but we were. And as she's getting suplexed, she goes, oh, shit. And they had, they had to bleep it um, or censor it. I don't know what you call it. It's not a bleep. They didn't put a bleep in. That's what they used to call it. I don't know if they call it anymore. Anyway, um, so Rhea headbutts uh, Ivy in the corner. She goes up to the top rope and uh, and hits her with a missile drop kick and gets two count. And then Rhea goes for Riptide and it gets reversed. Gut rich suplex, two count for Ivy. Um, and then there was there was a cool little little thing that Ivy did. Um, they're up on the top rope. Ivy kind of gets out of it. But Rhea is still up there, and she pulls Rhea's arm down between her legs, and it slams Rhea's face into the turnbuckle. Uh, that was a cool little move. Uh, and then she uh, suplexes Rhea from the second rope, gets a two count, uh, and then Ivy goes up to the top rope, tries to go for a crossbody, but Rhea headbutts her in midair, uh, hits her with the riptide, rolls her up, one, two, three. It was a great match. Uh, Ivy did did well, um, better than I thought she did. But or thought she would, but again, there's just some thing of like I I don't know you. Why are you already getting this this shot? Oh boy. Okay, there was this big buildup about this former WWE champion returning to Raw on day one, and here comes the big moment, and it's Jinder Mahal. Okay, <laughs> Michael and Wade are even talking about it, building it up. Samantha gets on the mic and is like, this is it. Here's, here's this, the former WWE champion we've been talking about. And they have the camera on the crowd um, when the music hits. And when they see who it is, all of the air leaves the room in the entire arena. There is an audible disappointment from the entire crowd. I was the same way. Now, We'll see what happens here, but it was it was sort of like, oh, really? This is really, you know, even he gets in the ring and speaks to it. He said, you have the audacity to be disappointed in, in it being me. You know, there's this big buildup. Um, and then he's doing this whole America sucks thing. And even before he said it, I was like, well, maybe we get ourselves a modern day Iron Sheik, you know, but who's going to be the Hogan waving the flag around? And, and getting all the USA chants. But he's talking and talking, and then it happens. If you smell, it just came. Huge pop. If you see, Samantha didn't know it was going to happen. You, go on her Twitter. You'll see where her reaction. She It looks like she didn't know it was going to happen either. But obviously, there's a huge pop. Rock comes out. I knew Jinder Mahal couldn't have really been what this was all leading up to you know like that that couldn't be it we were all sort of disappointed no no hate on him you know but you build something up this much it's got to be something big uh so anyway rock comes out 
he's you know he's trying to get his his sea leg back to him again and you know talking talking shit to him and trying to be you know the great guy on the mic that he is they're going back and forth um and then he's ta- he brings like I said I thought I was like oh maybe this whole chic USA kind of thing is gonna happen which seems old school but hey you know maybe it would be cool um, and Rock is like you know if if Sheik was here he'd be telling me this and so he kind of starts doing this thing where he's looking up uh, to heaven and and having Sheik talk to him and he's having a conversation and he's like well yeah Sheik I was gonna tell him oh, well g- give me a second just okay yeah I'm gonna tell him I'm gonna tell him and he's like people hate you gender because you're the biggest asshole walking the earth uh you've got raging asshole face um i i i there i don't remember exactly all the things that he says but they're letting rock say all these expletives and uh he calls him this big douchebag and the crowd starts chanting do you know day one douchebag day one i you know they're so pg these days i'm surprised they're letting him do it um Rock starts singing the national anthem, but like sort of in the, uh, you know, making up stuff about, about Jinder Mahal and he calls him a douchebag again and they get into it. They're going back and forth. Jinder Mahal's got him for a little bit, but rock, you know, gets him down, finally hits him with the people's elbow. And you're like, okay, cool. He came back. Is this like a one-off thing? It's day one. So they're just sort of having him come out and, you know, parade the rock around for a little bit or something. But then he says, Hey, I'm here in San Diego. I'm going to go out to eat. So when I go out to eat, should I sit at a booth? Should I sit at the bar? And I knew exactly what he was going to say before he said it. Or should I sit at the head of the table? Holy shit. So obviously they're setting up Roman and Rock. I don't don't know if it's going to be at WrestleMania. It seems like the Rock would not come back for anything other than WrestleMania. Some people are saying maybe Elimination Chamber because it's in Australia and there's uh, it's this huge stadium. And they're like, look, WrestleMania is already sold out. They don't need, you know, a ticket push or anything like that. But it sounds like they do need it for Elimination Chamber. So maybe it's that. I, I don't know, but I can't see him come back for anything that's not WrestleMania. So I don't know how to feel about this. On one hand, I'm fucking stoked. Everything that they can do to lead up to WrestleMania with this, the whole family dynamic thing with Rock and Roman, Bloodline, all this stuff. Um, You know, Jay is out of the Bloodline. He's on Raw. You know, how would that kind of work into it? And then surely Rock defeats Roman, ending the streak. That all sounds amazing. But I really wanted Cody to be the one to take the belt from Roman. Let him finish the story. And if it's Rock Roman, then either Rock is going to defeat Roman. And okay, I mean, that would be really cool, but I wanted it to be Cody. Or Roman retains, and then it's going to be a whole nother year of Roman be the champion. Roman's not going to drop that belt at payback or some little pay-per-view. He is going to drop it at WrestleMania. So it's either Cody or Rock at this point. We'll have to see what it is. It was really hard for me to give a shit about the next match after this. Um, you know, because so much happened and uh, I just got so excited about it. But there was another match. 
Tegan Knox and Natalia versus Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark. Again, after everything that just happened, it was really hard to pay attention to this match because I was, you know, all the, the all the stuff is going through my head. What are they going to do? Is it going to go to WrestleMania? Is is it going to be Cody? Is it going to be Rock? Where you know, how are they going to have all this leading up? Um, but you know. Uh, it, it ended up not being a very long match. Anyway, I think probably the, the whole thing with rock probably went, went a little long. So they kind of had to cut this down. Um, Tegan has had a lot of matches that I've seen recently and I haven't really been impressed with them. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, just being honest, uh, I'm not a big Shayna Baszler fan either, but I do really like Zoe. I think she's great in the ring. Um, that Z three sixty is a cool move. Um, it makes sense for Zoe and Shayna to be partners. They kind of have a similar style, you know, a similar look, kind of, kind of just like these hardcore, hardcore ladies, you know. Um, Natalia and Tegan, I don't really know what they're they're doing together. It doesn't really make sense. And then they're they're showing backstage some other uh, superstars watching, and they show Candice LeRae, and I realize. I think I've been thinking that Tegan Knox is Candice LeRae for this for this entire time. I don't know. It doesn't really change my opinion about her. I both of them. I'm not. I don't really. I don't get it. I don't see a lot coming from them. So, um, you know, tomato tomorrow as far as that goes. Again, it wasn't much of a match. I think Rock probably took up a lot of time, so they had to cut it short. But Zoe hits them uh, with a Z360. Uh, and gets a win. It is a great move. All right, now we're on to the main event of day one. Drew McIntyre versus Seth freaking Rollins. I really like heel Drew when he's doing it, but he needs to lean in all the way. He'll cheat to win. He'll go crazy. He'll attack and injure Sammy in the back. But then he'll come out and tell some sappy story and try to get everyone on his side. Just be ruthless. That's it. Run with it. He's been trying to make this comeback since Clash at the Castle when he lost to Roman. Something needs to happen with him soon. Or I don't know what. He tried to win Roman's belt. He didn't get it. Now he's already tried once to win Seth's belt, and he didn't get it. And now immediately he's getting a rematch. So I'm going into this, you know, thinking he's already lost him once. They didn't set this for a pay-per-view. And I don't really see Seth dropping this belt on Raw. Now, it is day one. So, you know, it's got a little more pomp and circumstance than just a regular episode of Raw. So I was like, maybe he'll drop the belt to, to Drew. It's not impossible. Um, but, I, you know, I'm like, if if you lose tonight... Where do you go from here? They're not just going to keep giving you shots at Seth's title. Uh, so the match starts. We get a few minutes in. Uh, but again, we go to commercial. We, we, you know, we go to picture in picture, though, which at this point I'm, I'm grateful for. I'll take it. Um, Drew hits Seth with um, some quick and heavy beats on his chest. Uh, then they start swapping chops. Drew has some brutal um, chops. And then... Um, he starts kind of working Seth's back. He hits him with this tilt-a-whirl backbreaker. That was awesome. Gets a two-count on that. Uh, Drew gets Seth on his shoulders, takes him up to the top rope, you know, looking like going for white noise. And then Seth counters 
and then just kind of goes to the ground, and then Drew just gets off the top rope. I'm like, what was the point of that? Just to get up there and get right back down? I don't know. Uh, Seth sends Drew into the ring post and out into the floor, and then Rollins uh, comes over the over the top rope to the floor, which I'm really getting tired of. Like, they put somebody out to the floor, and then they'll dive over the top rope and do the flip and sort of land on them, but not really. And the guy on the floor just has to act like it really hurt. It's They have to sell so much. Like, I get it. They're jumping over the top rope, so, like, it looks cool, but to what end, you know? I, I don't get it. Seth hits Drew with a, a DDT, uh, gets up to the top rope, frog splash, gets a two count, um, and then Seth jumps up. To, uh, Drew gets up on the, he's on the top rope, and Jeff, Seth gets a run, you know, runs and jumps up on the top rope, superplex Drew, but Drew rolls it into his own suplex and gets a two count. Um, Drew gets Seth back on his shoulders like he did before, uh, and gets him up on the second rope, but this time he does hit a white noise and gets a two count. They start trading chops again. Drew goes down. Seth tries to hit him with a stomp. Misses. Drew hits him with a future shock DDT. Gets him with the, you know, he, he does the kip up. Drew goes for a Claymore. Seth catches him with a sit-down powerbomb. Two count. Drew goes for a Claymore again. Misses. Seth hits him with the pedigree. Two count again. And then we hear Damian Priest music. Damian comes out, money in the bank, which it sort of seemed like, you know, the match had been going on for a while, but nobody was really beat down really hard. So it was kind of like, oh, okay. So he runs in, he hits Seth with the briefcase as the ref has his back turned. So you're like, all right, hits him with the briefcase. He's going to be out. Um, but then this is for the 17th fucking time. He, ca- he starts to cash in the briefcase and then he gets hit before he can actually cash it in. This time drew hit him with a claymore, but this is getting old. How many times is priest going to run out here with the briefcase, try to cash it in. And then it gets thwarted somehow, you know, just do it, do it or don't do it. I don't get it. Seth is still stunned uh, from that shot. He took from the briefcase. So drew hits him with a claymore rolls him up about to be one, two, three, but either Rollins puts his foot on the rope or really it looked more like drew rolled him up too far and Seth's foot was on the rope. So it's kind of like, you know, you can see Drew, he starts to to lose it. Like he he didn't win right here. He could have, but he, he didn't do what he should have done. He rolled him up too far. So he takes him out to the announce table and Seth reverses it, hits a pedigree on him through the announce table, rolls him into the ring, hits him with the stomp. One, two, three. Seth retains. So I don't know what they are going to do now with Drew. Um, maybe just give him some time off. Let him come back in a few months. You know, we kind of forget about him. And then, you know, you hear that shing, you hear that sword, you hear his music. He comes back, maybe gets a pot. I don't know, go after the Intercontinental title. Who knows what's going on with Gunther at that time or something. I don't know, but they can't just let him keep going after these, you know, world championship, but they can't just let him keep going after Seth and keep going after Roman. Keep he's keeps losing. So let him win or give him a break and let him do something else. So I don't know. We'll see. A lot happened on day one, but you know, everything was sort of overshadowed by rock 
basically challenging Roman at WrestleMania or Elimination Chamber. We don't know. We'll see. We'll have to see um, what happens there. But I'm really stoked about it. Everything that's going to lead up, you know, for the next couple of weeks, maybe the next couple of months, if it is WrestleMania, will be really, really fun to watch. I'm really excited about seeing uh, Rock's first interaction with Roman um, since since he's come back. It's going to be really cool, I think. That's it. That's one in the books. Episode one, down, finished. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, I'll be back next week. Like I said, we are going to, uh, I'm going to try to do, uh, you know, watch SmackDown on Friday and then the weekend and then watch Raw on Monday and then come back with an episode on Tuesday. If there's a pay-per-view, you know, I'll cover SmackDown on Friday. I'll cover the pay-per-view on Saturday and then I'll cover the Monday Night Raw after the pay-per-view. I feel like that's the easiest way to do it. It is called Weekly Wrestling Recap. If I do more than one episode a week, it doesn't really make sense, right? So uh, that's it. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate you listening. Share it with your wrestling friends. I will see you next week. Bye!